Good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome to Bended Knee. This is Monday, February 21st in the year 2022. Patriots, today is a big day in Canada. Tonight, the Parliament's going to vote of whether they should ratify the Emergencies Act. And if they don't, then obviously it's the end of Castro. But if they do, it's literally the end of Canada. This is not a small matter. And the fact that they're even here and having to debate this states unequivocally the state of issues across this world and globe. What's being done in Canada is a process whereby we are going to see the same things here in this country soon, sooner than later, let's place it that way. Because this is the test run of how to deal with a defiant Western society. Europe has long been crushed, probably since the French Revolution, but the Western nations in North America, Canada and the United States have always been defiant. What's happening in Canada now is the solidification of power. And regardless of whether they drop the Emergency Act or not, much damage has already been done. I want you to listen to this piece here, two minutes and 18 seconds, that was done today by Steve Bannon. Was uh, in Canada. Viva, walk us through this debate. What's on table? You said something very dramatic before we brought the Senate candidates on that one or two things will happen today. Either you'll have old Canada or you're going to have a repudiation of the. Uh, of uh, of Trudeau's regime. Walk us through what's what, what's at stake here for this debate. And I understand now they have a vote at six o'clock tonight. Yeah, the, the vote is this evening. At some point, they've been. Deba- I don't know if there's any more debates today. If there are, I might try to live stream react without you know regurgitating in my mouth. Um, they've been debating for it, and they're going to vote on it, and they're going to vote on whether or not to ratify the declaration and some of the measures which have been declared which have been implemented already in the absence of being ratified by the House of Commons and the Senate. But I mean, it's not it's not hyperbole. And I think enough damage to Canada has been done. But this is either the political end of Justin Trudeau, if this gets defeated, or it's the political end of Canada, if it gets ratified. Because people don't understand what is actually going on here. There have been rumors of some donors with $50 donations to this convoy having their accounts frozen. I haven't seen those substantiated. I do know that they've detained the two organizers of the, of the, of this convoy uh Tamara has been detained since Friday night and had her her bail hearing uh, postponed until Tuesday so uh, someone who's being arrested ostensibly on mischief or inciting mischief has been detained now for 4 days and i've been speaking with some of the lawyers representing the accused they're saying that the bail hearings or the bail conditions that are being set are things they don't even see with violent criminals or drug dealers this is literally being used like a January 6th in the States, except there was actually no violence whatsoever here. I mean, I, I, arguable as to how much violence characterized January 6th, but not arguable that there was no violence here until the cops showed up on Friday. And, Steve, one, one event, like, you know, I, I, I try to stay back because uh, I'm not trying to antagonize anybody. I was recording when the police were marching up one of the streets, pushing everyone back off Parliament Hill. And they're inching forward. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. The, the, the crowd of protesters first sings the national anthem, and then they start chanting, we love you, to the cops. We love you, and I'm panning around just to say, and then the cops detonate two flash grenades or, or concussive grenades um, in this crowd. And then like, it's, it's, it was a direct response. It couldn't have been an accident. They hear them saying, we love you, we love you, and then they detonate two stun grenades to this crowd for no reason whatsoever. They had snipers on the roofs, drones in the sky. And they did. Snipers on the roof, drones in the sky. That's the standard operating procedure now for all those in control. 
using technology against the people to keep them in check and in line. Because if you don't agree with the UN and the World Economic Forum, which is exactly where most of our politicians in all nations have sold their allegiance, then you are now an enemy of the state. Right now, more than ever, we have to work on unity amongst ourselves. The strength that we have in standing as one and simply saying no. I know this seems counterintuitive at times because it seems like how are you going to fight violence with a no? And yet it has been proven to be successful. Canada as a nation is continuing to stand strong, but the system relies on our obedience. And the only allegiance and obedience that we must give is to God, not to these hand puppets of Lucifer. This is truly a time when we, the people, have to start unifying in a much bigger way than we've ever imagined. Because fascism is here now. It is not a question. The Americans, the United States has been living in this denial phase since November 4th. We keep expecting this arrival of President Trump to solve the problem. We keep looking at elections to solve the problem. And we're not looking at the reality of what's happening. We're not looking at how private industry is mandating injections and COVID passes and working together to create a unified COVID pass as your government hands gives you a hand sign and says, don't worry, there won't be any federal COVID pass. Yes, they're correct. There won't be. It'll be industry because there is no longer federal governments. There's only corporatocracies. People need to wake up. And part of that reality is a realization that we are only going to get stronger together if we find the unity in our belief through God. That's where we find a bridge from our differences and find unity and strength together. And together we can make a choice not to participate. But they rely on a people's obedience. And when we oblige, and even a small act, we empower them. Whether it's a mask, whether it's an injection, those are the big things. But it's also the compliance to all of their rules, all of their regulations, constantly telling ourselves that we have no other option. We do have another option. It begins by following the path of liberty and sovereignty that God provides us. But to do that, we must trust in him. And we must trust in him greater than before because God is speaking boldly if we will listen and guiding us in the path. You can imagine what it was like for the people who to leave Egypt in Exodus. It was a blind walk, but they trusted, and that's where we have to be. It's now one eleven. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we sit and we watch the world being shaken, as we watch governments panic and trying to retain control as a great awakening sweeps the world, Lord, today we pray before you and ask for the unity of your people. We ask for the greatness and strength that can come only through those that truly understand that love in you. And to let us be those lights, those lamps on the hill, Lord, to, to literally guide the many. We're reminded in Ezekiel thirty-seven fifteen to 17, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, take a stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Judah and the Israelites associated with him. Then take another stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Joseph and all the Israelites associated with him. Join them together in one stick so that they will become one in your hand. 
And again, Lord, we're reminded in Ezekiel 37, 20 to 23, hold before their eyes the sticks you have written on and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel. There will be one king over all of them, and they will never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols and vile images or with any other offenses. For I will save them from all their sinful backsliding and I will cleanse them. They will be my people, and I will be their God. Lord, we are humbled before you today. We ask you forgiveness for the transgressions we have made, for the disobedience we have given to our obedience to you. Lord, we're totally heartened by the strength in which Canada has continued to show to the world, a strength and a line of unwavering. But we also are witnessing how Those in power are seeking to expel and expunge those that have resisted their tyranny. God, let us see the strength in this moment, the power of what is before us. So many keep looking to wanting to return to the way it is or mourning over the losses of those things that are being stripped away. Lord, let us hear your voice here, the gift that you're giving us, the freeing of the bonds that we have been bound by. Yes, Lord, we know that it's been wandering. There's so many in the hearts that are tre- have trepidations of not knowing where we're going. But, Lord, we know that in trust in you and only through you can we arrive at where you need us to be. And that does not mean we know where we are going, only that you are guiding us, leading us, and putting in our hearts the many things we need. Lord, you have given us an amazing gift to see clearly the evil that sits before us. You have given us the gift For so many, as they're having their connections to this old system, this matrix of evil, as as they're being cast out, we we pray that they won't fear, but instead see the power and find the others that have been cast out and find the others that are standing on the outside. For this is our exodus, Lord. This is our exodus. Let us find that strength in the numbers, the many, not in what was, but what will to be and which you are guiding us to. Lord, this is a profound gift you've given us, and we're deeply humbled at this time. Always the perspective and always the one that they want us to see is to see to say that we are doomed. The one that you are showing us is the opportunity of unlimited potential. All we have to do is trust and trust in you. We are seeing the collapse of nation states, Lord. This is the time in which we live. Nation states that have built up empires, built on extended debt and slave labor and and slave debt, that have extended themselves so far with their greed and their want and control of power that now they're left vulnerable. And the only thing they can do is to do the heinous things, to punish those that question them, to destroy your children. Lord, this cannot stand. So Lord, today we also pray before you you can see the rise of your army. That powerful, incredible army that roots itself in prayer, stands on that rock of faith and walks boldly in the face of evil and says, no, we will not comply. Lord, it's that army that stands and says, defiance to tyranny is obedience to you, Lord. 
let us have our obedience to you. Because we are not going to comply to this, Lord. We just pray that in this path that we put before us, guide us in that next step, Lord. Give us that clear touch, that clear direction of where we're going. We know you're talking. We hear you. Now we're asking for a single voice, a single direction, a single message to touch the hearts of the many across the world. Let the remnant stand boldly now as the lights, the lamps on the hill to show others the hope and the opportunity that sits before them all through the love of Christ Jesus. For we continue to pursue that unbelievable level of unity, a unity that only comes in the form of agape love, where the appreciation and a magnitude of love and appreciation for all that you've created, that's, can, that spirit cannot be broken. So for those that are being pressed and crushed by the system, give them strength. For those that have the strength to see, give them grace to extend a hand of support. For all of us, Lord, give us the humility needed to stand in this time, not with anger. Let the fires of righteousness burn. Let us stand now together to defy, not comply. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, we are doing Bended Knee Monday through Friday, every day. And it's a way for us to continue as a group, as a world, to come together. I never doubt the power of prayer, nor should you, if you do. And I know most that are here don't, but we need to extend that to as many as possible to understand that in a fight like this, it is such beyond the, the tools that we have in our hand. It's truly a spiritual fight. Our trust in God is essential. As difficult as it is at times, much of this process is needed. Because it's now that people's eyes begin to see clearly. The scales are falling off. Even those that have been trapped in the matrix are beginning to step back and ask a profound question about what they're really doing and what's really happening. This, these testimonies are coming out again and again. I want to read you something here that was posted on the Republican Girls channel on Telegram. It's a testimony from a 17-year-old girl. Listen to this. Hello, everyone. I am 17 years old, and I am from Pemberton, B.C. I am reaching out to all who can relate. I am double-vaxxed and wore my mask for two years. I followed the rules because I didn't want to endanger anyone and wanted to protect myself and my family. I stayed away from strangers, avoiding any human interaction, and... I I stopped living my life. But when the mass awakening of the Freedom Convoy and people starting to feel more brave to speak out about everything they've endured, I started to change my mind. I quickly came to the harsh and brutal realization that we were screwed and have been doing to ourselves over these past couple of years. We've been convinced by our government so thoroughly to the point of a large number of Canadian citizens are willing to give up their own freedoms and lives for, at this point, a, cold, a simple cold. And that's not what's scaring me. What I'm terrified of is this absolute demonization of each other we not only condone, but allow people to get away with. It has gotten so bad, families, communities, and friends are being ripped apart 
we no longer respect people's opinions and critical thinking is considered to be a crime against humanity. I'm sickened by the hate we have, man, we have been marinating in, and I want to see it change. We can choose to say no. Say no to wearing a mask and complying with the nonsense mandates, and by doing so, saying to our government, we are done with their lies. We are done with avoiding each other. We are done feeling numb and alone. Telling Justin Trudeau, no matter what restrictions or emergency acts or mandates he applies, we are going to live and be free again. We no longer choose to live in fear. Today was my second week not complying and refusing to wear a mask at my high school. I respectfully told my principal and teachers wearing a mask, uh, a mask no longer proves right to me. I am scared every day I walk into the school without a mask on. Teachers might hate me or that I will lose friends. But I've been trying to be brave, being brave for the people who might be questioning the state of things. All I can hope is that when people see me without a mask on my on they will all question why they are in one. I hope my bravery can be inspiring for others to be brave as well. Patriots, that's what we're doing right now. That's the walk we are in. And every single step that we take, every single defiance measure we take, that's the strength. That's how we start to come together, by giving others the strength that they may not have. God's children need to come together. We are a vanguard that can lead them. Let us keep our root and power in that and never forget who our Savior is and who our Father is. I want you to hear a three-second piece, just some simple words, from the woman that was trampled by a horse the other day and is still in an intensive care or still in the hospital in Canada. Just listen. Hold the line, people. Hold the line. And that's what we shall do. Patriots, you have a very blessed day. Keep your prayers up for Canada. Keep your prayers up for unity around the world. I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers right now are critical. They are our connection to Father. They are our anchor on the rock of faith. God is with us. He will never forsake us. We have to trust in him. And in the end, God will win. But we have a reason for being here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tonight for Bards FM until the, ne- the end or until the next time. God bless. And out for now.
we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, 
We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.